Hi, this is Marla Gibbs, also known as Florence on the Jeffersons, Mary on 227, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we'll continue our conversation with actor and screenwriter Joe Coyle later on in this hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is Stephanie Powers. Stephanie Powers, the actress known around the world as Jennifer Hart on Heart to Heart and the founder and president of the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, nonprofit organization that Stephanie started in 1982 to continue and further the conservation work that William Holden started in East Africa. William Holden will be honored posthumously as the next recipient of the Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award, which will be presented in Great Neck, New York, as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival during the first week of May. Stephanie Powers will accept the award that night on William Holden's behalf. For reservations, more information, call 516-829-2570, or visit goldcoastarts.com. Or for more information on the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, whwf.org. For more on Stephanie Powers, stephaniepowersonline.com. Before we went to break, Stephanie was answering some email questions from you, our listeners, including a f- question from David listening to us in Florida. David asked a question about working with the trick cars on Herbie rides again he also asked if stephanie has any memories of working with the great helen hayes uh helen became a friend for life Mm -hmm. from that uh, experience because i had worked early on in my under while i was under contract to columbia pictures Mm -hmm. i had worked with her son in a movie jimmy MacArthur. right that would be either the new interns or the interns that was the intern okay and so uh she was predisposed to feel as if she knew me because uh, of Jimmy. Yeah. And then I would visit her in Nyack in New York mm-hmm. where she lived. Rosie O'Donnell, I think, bought that house. It was a sensational house uh, on, the, on the Hudson River in Nyack, New York. So she taught me how to do needlepoint because she said, you know, this is something she had to learn during working in the theater mm-hmm. when she in between shows and and all well her needlepoint was exquisite mine looked like uh, I got the top of it <laughs> looked like something <laughs> but underneath it looked like the rantings of a maniac all of my <laughs> cross stitches were all oh it was <laughs> very embarrassing yeah. uh, well, she she had a few years on you when you were starting to do it. So yes, she did. <laughs> and Keenan, uh, I I had known before the movie that because my then husband, who was an actor called Gary Lockwood, mm-hmm. uh, rode motorcycles, and there was a whole gang of people of actors who rode motorcycles, and Keenan had a motorcycle with a sidecar, and uh, Steve McQueen and. All kinds of, of these guys would to get, get together on the weekends and go riding on Mulholland Drive, you know, this, when there was very little traffic, and uh, speed around the corners. So I knew him from those days. And, you know, the world was very small. The town was very small. Mm-hmm. We had a tendency to know each other, if not... Uh, Intimately, they knew each other certainly by sight, or they had worked together, or they somehow their paths had crossed. It was really a, 
a kind of tiny town. Mm-hmm. Restaurants, there were only a few restaurants where people would go. Most entertainment was done in the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the days when people actually uh, owned their own silverware and their own service for 40 people or something like that. And they would give parties and they would do, they, they would sometimes they would, everyone would gather around the piano and do sing alongs, or sometimes oh, yes. you would do dramatic oh, readings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Those were the days when Judy Garland would get up and, <laughs> and Oscar Levant would be playing the piano. I remember that. I remember going, Danny Kaye's daughter and I were friends when we were roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, you know, a kid and going to one of those parties and of course I knew who that was of course I knew who Judy Garland was even though she was many years older than I um, but uh, of course she was a great star uh, we knew who all who everybody was who preceded us Chuck is listening to us in Los Angeles Chuck has a you mentioned earlier the time when you were under contract with Columbia pictures at the start of your career. Chuck has a question that relates to that. Uh, Chuck writes, Ed, I recently discovered Hollywood and the Stars, the documentary series from 1963 that David Wolper produced and Joseph Cotton narrated. Stephanie was profiled in a Hollywood and the Stars episode as one of the rising stars of tomorrow. The episode showed Stephanie taking acting classes and ballet classes at one of the studios plus chuck writes i think it also showed footage of her filming die die my darling with Tallulah bankhead does stephanie have any memories of being profiled on hollywood and stars absolutely sure but die die it wasn't die die my darling it was uh it was another film but die die my darling came um, a a year or so later david wolper was had this wonderful little <laughs> operation on Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. and he and uh, it was a, just a gang of young filmmakers who were who all went on to become great filmmakers um, <laughs> uh, that did this started this little documentary series and uh, I was under contract to Columbia Pictures and uh, they you know made my life look a little bit more glamorous than it was but uh, it was very interesting. Well, it was it was one of the first entertainment series that we know of, and it was a network series, which which meant it reached a lot of homes every week. I would imagine being being profiled as Are one. Are you of, sure it was a network series? It, uh, according to my library of of books, it was uh, NBC aired aired it. Did they? Yes. Well, he went on to do you know some wonderful documentaries. He also, I think, he was the first one to do the Cousteau documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cousteau was another person who crossed your path more than once throughout your life and career. Stephanie Powers is with us, answering a few questions about her life and career in film and television. Stephanie will be accepting the Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award on behalf of William Holden as part of a ceremony that will take place in Great Neck, New York, as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival during the first week of May. William Holden is being posthumously honored with the Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award. For reservations, more information, call 516 829 
2570 or visit goldcoastarts.org. More information on the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, whwf.org. For more on Stephanie Powers, stephaniepowersonline.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Let's see. Uh, I may be unusual in that when I think of Stephanie Powers, I often think of you in terms of the many, many private eye shows that you did in the years between Girl from Uncle and Heart to Heart because that's when I first discovered you. And uh, you, you were a marquee guest star on every major show throughout the 70s. You work constantly. There's a practical reason for that, which you go into in, in One for the Heart. But that being said, you know, one of my favorite things, I love the old Quinn Martin shows. And you were on pretty much every show that Quinn did throughout the 70s, and he had a lot. Uh, do you have any memories of working on Quinn Martin shows? Did you meet Quinn in person, or did it deal mostly with the casting people? You know, I, I was working on so many television shows in those days. I was literally, I'd be working on one, and at lunchtime I'd go to the next studio mm-hmm. to get a fitting for the next show, which would start the day I, after I finished the one I was working on. So it, that was sort of the way uh, I spent a couple of years doing that, and uh, uh, and in the end, that was in between times when Bill and I were traveling around. So I was I was a very busy girl, and uh, I don't. I remember that we always filmed at Sam Goldwyn Studio, mm-hmm. which was a wonderful small lot, and that's where I had. Initially, at the age of 16, done my, well, I guess I was 15 at the time when I did the, uh, was participated in the auditions for the movie West Side Story, Mm -hmm. first movie, the the movie, Mm -hmm. West Side Story. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, yes. Um, 16 (laughs) dance auditions, and they had a gymnasium at Sam Goldwyn. That's where all the dance auditions were. So I went to 16 dance auditions and screen tested three times. And then eventually they they asked me to get a work permit. And uh, and by that time I had turned 16. And uh, so my, but my mother, there had to be a parent or guardian who to come to work with you because I was under, in those days, 21, which was the legal age. Mm-hmm. And I was the only minor on the film. And I was cast in the role of Velma, who was one of the Jets. And um, none of the principals had been cast yet. I think uh, uh, we, we started rehearsing uh, almost two months before the filming. And uh, in that last... Uh, week or so the principals joined us and we would have a you know a ballet class a dance cl- ballet class warm-up for hour and a half every morning and then go to separate sound stages to rehearse the jets would rehearse on one sound stage the the, the sharks would rehearse on another and the uh, it, it was all very interesting very interesting. It was more than interesting. It was a fantastic experience. And uh, his way of introducing 
uh, acting or at the tension of of what we were uh, we were performing was that the dance was an explosion of the frustration of the of the circumstance. So you had to develop a backstory. You had to act. You had to be and a character that you had to invent. And we used to sit for about a, 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 the first week or 10 days, we sat listening to interviews uh, of juvenile delinquents in New York. And from those interviews, we had to shape a character for ourselves. And uh, because at any time during rehearsals, in the middle of dancing, and Jerome Robbins would stop and point at somebody and say, because we were the Jets, he would say, why do you hate the Puerto Ricans? And then you'd better have a damn good answer, or you'd better have a good answer in character. Yeah. So that he was convinced that you were in character when you were dancing. Nobody did that. That's a great exercise for not just a young actor, you know, someone starting their craft, but any actor to have just just to have an idea of where the life of the character before you assume their identity was, because depending on where the story goes or what your acting partner gives you, whether it's on the stage or on the set. Allegedly, yes, you're supposed to be <laughs> into the skin of the character. Yeah. Today, so much uh, of what you see is sort of the cult of personality. So it's not the... The, what they teach in acting class and the way in which people approach uh, their work is more about themselves yeah. than it is about you know losing yourself and becoming the character. And that's that was very much the way uh, I was taught, or the the influence of uh, of method acting yeah. on on uh, my generation. Do you have a favorite movie role of William Holden, and did he have a favorite movie or TV role of yours? Oh, uh, we never really discussed much. We'd tell each other stories of things that had happened in various uh, situations that they came up. We didn't talk about uh, about work very much. Uh, I know that he had a he had a favorite movie that was. Uh, for all for all the reasons was his favorite experience and his favorite film, which is not uh, uh, any particular film that you would say was his one of his top five: Picnic, mm-hmm. The Wild Bunch, Bridge Over the River Kwai, uh, Sunset. But all those fabulous films that he was in, the film that really stood out for him was called The Bridges of Toko Ri, in which he co-starred with. Grace Kelly, but Frederick March, who was his um, favorite actor to work with. And uh, it was a bit of an homage to to Bill's brother, who had died as an ace pilot in the Second World War and perished by going in the drink in the South Pacific. And in Bridges of Tokori, Bill was playing a fighter pilot in Korea, who would be taking off from his ship and flying over some bridges from uh, in a very dangerous mission from which he might not return, and in fact didn't. 
And Frederick March was the admiral who sent him off on this perilous journey. And he, everything about it was meaningful to Bill. Uh, the circumstances of the story uh, for, that related to his personal loss of his brother and working with Frederick March, um, which was an, an, an extraordinary opportunity and uh, uh, for him and uh, to be able to work with him again. And Bill always, always talked about Frederick March as being the most masterful actor that he had played opposite because of his generosity as an actor, not just his skill. And Frederick March's career, unfortunately, was never, it, it never achieved the fame that his talent deserved. But my God, what an extraordinary actor he was. Frederick March was an extraordinary actor, so was William Holden. William Holden will be honored posthumously as the next recipient of the Burton Moss Hollywood Golden Era Award, an award named after our mutual friend Bud Moss that honors legendary stars from the Golden Age of Hollywood. Previous recipients of the Hollywood Golden Era Award include Rita Hayworth and Robert Wagner. Stephanie Powers will accept the award on William Holden's behalf part of a ceremony that will take place first week of May as part of the Gold Coast International Film Festival in Great Neck, New York. For reservations, more information, call 516-825-2570 or visit goldcoastart.org. If you have not read Stephanie's memoir, One from the Heart, pick up a copy. It's also available as an audiobook. Stephanie not only shares great stories about her career, in show business, it is really the story of her nine-year relationship with William Holden and the many ways in which Holden fueled Stephanie's lifelong passion for travel, adventure, animal preservation, and protection, and life itself. More on the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, whwf.org. For more on Stephanie Powers, stephaniepowersonline.com. We'll take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Joe Coyle. we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.